envision yourself as that leader. Because as soon as you start seeing yourself as that leader, then the journey towards that is so much easier. If you can't clearly see that picture, then it will be harder to get there. And I will share with you on a personal note, I always knew I wanted to be a regional quality leader. I'd always had individual contributor roles or individual location roles. I kept saying, I want that, I want that. And ultimately, let me last corporate job, I was the regional head of quality overseeing eight facilities. I achieved that because because I could see it. Mm-hmm. It was hard, but I saw it and it happened. Welcome to the Rookie Leaders Podcast, the podcast of veteran leaders offering leadership lessons to newbies. Whether you're brand new to leadership or expanding your leadership responsibilities, this podcast will provide the knowledge and experience you need to lead courageously and effectively. This podcast is a production of the Credible Leadership Group, a coaching and consulting firm devoted to your leadership development, career advancement, and personal growth. Learn more at CredibleLeaders.com. Now, here's your host, Michael Tanner. Well, hello there, friend. Michael Tanner here, your host. Welcome to another episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so grateful that you give me the honor of sharing this time with me. So thank you so much for doing that. Hey, today I want to talk to you about the topic of being in in an interim or maybe a temporary leadership position. And I have a great guest that I'm going to share with you uh, today in this episode, but surely you recognize that the path or the core, uh, you know, the, the the pathway to leadership position, a permanent leadership position, it may oftentimes uh, involve a, an interim position or a temporary position first. You may be on a team, you may be a team member, and the leader of your team leaves for whatever reason. Maybe they're promoted to another position or maybe they leave the company, leave your team altogether. And in the in that absence that, that is left from that leader leaving, someone has to serve in the role, in the responsibility of leading that team. And you may be selected as that temporary or that interim leader. And uh, I want to help you understand how to navigate being in a leadership position where you're basically just, you know, knighted, if you will, to be a leader on a temporary basis, an interim basis. Um, it may be the person that's putting you in this temporary leadership position. It may be their plan to make your position more permanent as a leader, or maybe they are going and looking elsewhere for to recruit and to hire a new team member to come in as a leader or whatever that might be. But you are put into this position temporarily. And there are some nuances to being in a leadership position on a temporary basis that we, uh, me and my guest today, we want to help you try to navigate that. So let me explain uh, who I'm going to be uh, having this conversation with. You're going to be hearing today from Deborah Coviello. Uh, Deborah is, um, she's a phenomenal guest uh, to have to speak to this topic because she's an advisor, she's an author, a podcast host. She's also the founder of Illumination Partners, which is a consulting firm for CEOs navigating change. But I can say a lot of things. I mean, she's been in the leadership in leadership positions for over 25 years, especially in the quality and operational excellence uh, type fields. Uh, but the most I can share with you to brag about Deborah and to say you really want to be paying attention 
is actually something that you're going to hear in the conversation. And, and she and I talked about this after recording this conversation and she gave me permission to edit this part out, but I told her then, and I've certainly decided now I'm not going to edit this part out, but because what I want to share with you here is that you will hear in my conversation with Deborah, uh, I asked her a question which she didn't fully understand my question. And so she asked me to, to state it differently, to say it again, right? Which I, I did. And in fact, she had, she had to ask me a third time because I still wasn't communicating my question very effectively. So she uh, asked me a third time to clarify her question so that she could give you a very good answer to that question. And so often I believe you will find where when someone, especially in an interview type process like this, I try to make it conversational, but it's it's kind of an interview and certainly it's being recorded. Um, but too many guests, I believe, when they don't truly understand the question, they attempt to answer it anyway. And, they, and sometimes it kind of feels like they're just kind of making stuff up or, or, or not properly answering the question. And it's because they didn't have that clarity. But Deborah, as you can see here, or as you'll hear in, in our conversation here, she wanted to be really, really clear on my question so that she could provide for you a really good answer. And so I was just so impressed by that. And I told her, no, I'm not going to take that out uh, because I, I believe that speaks volumes to Deborah's desire to serve you and to equip you in this interim or temporary leadership position because she wanted to give you the very best possible answer that she could. And so she has lots of accolades that suggest you want to be listening to what she has to say, to say today in this podcast episode. But if I can brag, it's all about the, the, the reality that you're going to hear in the conversation. She wanted to be clear so she could serve you as best she possibly could. So without further ado, let's get over to my conversation with Deborah. Deborah, welcome to the Rookie Leaders Podcast. I'm thrilled to have you and your expertise with our audience today. So welcome to the podcast. Oh, Michael, thank you so much for the opportunity. I love the work that you do. I know it's so much aligned with what I do, elevating leaders. So I can't wait to bring this conversation to your audience. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here too. I, I've been listening uh, since... Um, I, I believe it was Earl Brion that uh, introduced the two of us. And when he did, I, I reached out and I started listening to your podcast, The Drop-In CEO. And I just love your podcast as well. So I'm thrilled to have you and your expertise uh, here on the Rookie Leaders Podcast to really talk about this topic. And and I'm going to call it either a interim position of leadership or maybe a temporary uh, position of leadership. Uh, I, I feel like I, I know this was the case with me and maybe it was with you as well. And, and maybe a good number of our audience uh, gets put into the leadership position for the very first time in some type of interim situation, right? There, there is an absence of leadership. The, 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 the leader left, went to another job or, or another position or something like that. And in the absence of that, someone kind of gets knighted as the temporary leader or the interim leader. And so I want to talk with you a little bit about 
that scenario uh, because I think that's right in your wheelhouse of uh, what you do, what you teach, and and a lot of the things I've heard in, in your podcast. So maybe let's start there in talking a little bit to the audience about what it is you are currently doing um, and uh, and give us some insight into that. All right. Well, again, thank you so much for the opportunity. And the Drop-In CEO, that's the brand, is really a mindset of the work that I love to do. And I take you back to a story when I was mid-career and the company I worked for was in trouble. And they inserted a CEO to help elevate uh, the operations and get us viable again. But also they elevated the people, especially my skills as a mid-career professional. And he always left a lasting impact mm-hmm. when he left the operations and dropped in new leadership. I remember how he respected us, the process, and elevated us. And so that is the work that I love to do now. I drop into organizations that are almost on the brink of crisis, partner with the leaders as a fractional leader, partnering to do whatever the work is, as well as leaving them in a better place. So there's an element of what I do to build their capability, their confidence, and the capacity to maintain the new state of that operation or business. So a big part of what I do is not only the technical work, but I love, and this is why we align so well, is elevate the leadership capability Mm -hmm. of the leaders of today as well as tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no matter how you get into a leadership position, Every scenario getting into that position has its own nuances, right? Maybe you're you're brand new to a team. You're hired into a team. They don't know you from Adam. Where there's some nuances to leading from that position. Or maybe you are formally and officially promoted to leadership within the team you used to be a member of. Well, there's nuances mm-hmm. there. And then there's these additional and maybe added nuances when you're brought in for kind of this temporary solution. And I love the story that you're talking about where, um, you know, you, in your experience, you've had someone come in in that temporary situation. And you even talked about how there was trouble in the organization. And the purpose of this leader was to kind of turn that around, but not just turn things around. Cause I, I love to say this leadership should positively impact lives, not just business results. Now, it it should impact business results. I don't shy away from that. And it sounds like in your experience, that did happen as well. But in addition to that, in this temporary leadership position, uh, they were able to positively impact your life and and no, no doubt the lives of others as well. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Again, if we are good at our craft, but we also seek to have a higher level of impact. And again, that is soul searching for the person who has been put in that position. You do have to ask yourself the question when you've been deputized to that role. It is a beautiful opportunity for you to pause and ask yourself some connect, uh, some key questions. I'm now in this role. How am I going to best leverage this? Am I going to learn some new skills? Am I going to maybe make some mistakes? And maybe I'm actually going to succeed. But it is a good time for you to ask the question, what kind of leader do I want to be? Or you may validate, I simply want to be that subject matter technical expert. I will gladly hand the reins off to who somebody who may be that permanent leader. But start from a place of, oh my, this is an opportunity. 
opportunity. You are going to grow, no doubt, even in if you make mistakes. But go in with a positive mindset. Do not adopt the imposter syndrome mindset. <laughs> oh my, there are so many people talking about that, that it's like, no, you are capable. Somebody saw value in what you do and elevated you. So you need to run with the opportunity for self-discovery of like, do you want to be a leader? And if so, what kind of leader do you want to be? It's a great opportunity, and I've got yeah. stories to finish, but I'll, I'll pause there. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, I'm so, I so appreciate that you said that. I, I mean, I've covered imposter syndrome a number of times here, had experts in that, that area uh, on the podcast before, uh, but I definitely recognize how, um, especially being put into a position in an interim situation or a temporary situation, a person can kind of really get caught up and, and really, really the, the mental and emotional state of, well, who am I to lead this team? That's how imposter syndrome shows up for me. It's in the form of who am I to have a podcast? Who am I to teach this topic or whatever? And so I know that for that interim person, that, uh, that is, certainly a temptation to have those thoughts run through the mind of who am I to lead this team? But, but you said it so well, someone recognized your capabilities and in the absence of leadership, they chose you to be in that leadership position. And that means that you are the person to do it, right? That, that, that means you've indicated to them you are capable of leading this team for sure. And, and capability is part of that. It's all part of the potential. You have everything you need at your disposal. It's for you to choose to go with it and evolve into the role that you want to be. You're not going to know everything at the beginning. You will make some mistakes. You will get yourself burnt out. Uh, you will wonder if the people will continue to follow you. But it, again, is the time to pause and reflect. What kind of leader do you want to be? Uh, is it built on a foundation of relationships? Do you listen? Look at all those other skills versus the technical skills of being a leader. You have an opportunity to say, I can do this. I'm ready to take the journey. I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to get there, but there's some great people around me. We'll figure it out. If you go in with that positive mindset, and again, I haven't told you exactly how to do it, go in at least with that positive mindset. And then there's a couple, three things you can do along the way to evolve mm -hmm. in this opportunity. Well, and, and I know I want to kind of come at this from a couple of different angles. One, how sure. can we succeed in this interim or temporary type of situation? But also I, I want to kind of maybe end our conversation with, and you, you described this earlier as an opportunity. I totally agree with that language. This is an opportunity. And I believe it's an opportunity for this, this new leader to ask themselves the question, do I want to be a leader? Right? Do I, do I want this position to turn, turn into a permanent position or do uh, do I really want to be a leader in general going forward? But first, I think we need to talk about, I'm in an interim position of leadership. How do I succeed in this position? Uh, I'm recognized as the leader, but I'm also recognized as the interim leader. It's not maybe formal or official yet, and everybody's expecting that next formal leader to come along. In this interim position, What's the mindset I need to have? What are some of the, the you know, the tactics that I need to use? Uh, what are those things I need to do to be successful in this interim position? So there's three things I would love to respond to that. It's a great question. And you've even forced me to have to think about because of my own personal journey. But the fact is, is that in the past, 
you didn't know the job that you're doing now and you had to learn it. You had some kind of can-do attitude, roll up your sleeves, learn the job and get up to a level of competency. So you already have a track record of learning new things. Leadership is no different. There are a set of skills and things you must do in order to reach certain goals and objectives. So just know and have the confidence in yourself. You already have done it before. It is in a new landscape and a different environment, but people believe in you and you need to believe in yourself. So start there with the mindset. The second thing I would propose to you is think through your past, maybe even the current uh, situation is what are the leaders around you? Because now you've risen to a level of interim leadership. And can you look around you and find leaders that have good behaviors for which you want to model? How do they show up? How do they listen? How do they speak? All those things, start using that as your textbook to say, well, I want to be that kind of leader and start modeling that behavior because eventually if they're not your skills now, they will be in the future. And also ask for feedback. That's a third one. Ask for feedback. What should I continue doing from your team? What should I maybe change that'll improve the situation? And what maybe I will stop doing because maybe it's detracting from the performance of the team. As a leader, you need to be vulnerable and in front of people and ask them those questions. Hey, I've been with you for a couple of weeks now. Ask for feedback. That humility and connecting with the people is what they need. And I will offer one last thing is envision yourself as that leader. Because as soon as you start seeing yourself as that leader, then the journey towards that is so much easier. If you can't clearly see that picture, then it will be harder to get there. And I will share with you on a personal note, I always knew I wanted to be a regional quality leader. I'd always had individual contributor roles or individual location roles. I kept saying, I want that, I want that. And ultimately, let me last corporate job, I was the regional head of quality overseeing eight facilities. I achieved that because I could see it. Mm-hmm. It was hard, but I saw it and it happened. Yeah. So those are my thoughts. Love that. Well, I want to dive into some or maybe all of those sure. uh, because that is great stuff. I, I totally agree with this first comment or this first point around this having this can-do attitude. Um, and I think one thing to acknowledge here and want to get your, your thoughts on leaders that are going into a permanent leadership position for the first time, but certainly in this interim they have this misconception that now that they're in the leadership position, they're supposed to know everything or they're supposed to have all the right answers, right? And and because they're in quote, a leadership position now, all the team members are going to be asking them how to solve the problems or how to overcome a challenge or whatever. And they have to have the right answer, but that's really not the case at all, whether it's a permanent position or interim position at all. Instead, of trying to have all the right answers, it's this have this can-do attitude, this this learning attitude. What's your thoughts there? Well, I'd love to enrich that. Mm-hmm. It's first you have to have the right mindset, but there's a little trick of the trade that I'll give to you that I have seen executive leaders do and I do as well. It's not about having all the right answers, but knowing how to ask a lot of good questions. Mm-hmm. Because in that process, when you're into a new situation, maybe it's the crisis and you're sitting at the head of the table, uh, you may then say, can you tell me what have we done in the past? And then ask the next question, how did we resolve this and what was the response? And then let the people speak. And my suggestion is, 
is that you listen 70% of the time mm. to well-placed questions. The best preparation for dealing with a situation is have a set of questions and listen intently and then only speak about 20 or 30% of the time. Respond, reframe what you heard. Mm-hmm. This is what you think you heard everybody say. Level set people. They know you res- they respect you because you heard them. And then they continue with the dialogue. And over time, you gather data in an area where you just don't have an understanding. And by listening more and speaking less, you actually come forth more as a leader than the one who's only talking. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that. And, and I totally agree that asking questions, in my mind, when you lead with asking questions, it does a couple of things. First of all, it demonstrates to your team members that you're learning. You're in learning mode yes. when you are Good. asking questions and so forth. But I believe that also it conveys to your team members that you are genuinely curious and care about something that they know that they are doing or that they have the answer to. When you're willing to go to a team member and, hey, show me show me exactly how you do that because I'm not exactly clear on this. And then it shows a genuine curiosity and care for them as a team member and what they're doing as well. But it certainly puts you in this learning mode and you're kind of publicly in front of your team in that learning mode, which I think is very powerful as a, as a leadership principle. And there's another side effect to this. The more you ask questions and the people hear uh, that you're asking the questions and then you let them know that you hear, they then start coming forth with information that you may not have asked for. That's right. And then they become your best friend because then they start having your back and saying, by the way, you might want to look over here because this has been a problem area as well. That trust starts turning into data and intellectual property for which your learning curve will elevate really fast. Had you started speaking, you may not have heard the issues and people may not have built that trust. That's a very good point. I mean, not only as a leader, I should never be in a situation where I'm the only one with ideas or answers. I should also never be the only one asking questions either, right? We're developing a culture of anyone and everyone can ask the questions as well. Love that. Just because we don't want the team or me to be dependent on me being the only one to ask the good questions, I can easily overlook a question that I should be asking, but someone else might recognize that. So love that. Um, I wanted to also... So you talked about modeling other leaders or modeling the leaders around you, recognizing those. And then the last bullet you talked about was envision yourself as that leader that you want to be. So I want to kind of connect those two together, if I could, as a part of this this, uh, discussion, because I, I recognize that being put into this interim leadership position, you're probably going to now have access to another level of leaders that prior to this, you didn't have access to maybe, right? You're going to be invited, even though it's a temporary position, you're going to be invited to staff meetings and things like that, that prior to this, you weren't invited to. And you're going to be able to to witness and see other people and how they lead and so forth. And I believe it's crucial, as you were talking about, to model that. But I know from my own experience, we have to be careful that we're not modeling bad leadership because oftentimes we get in that position and we just start we just start replicating or or, you know copying the the behaviors or the attitudes or the language that we see other leaders uh, exhibiting i've fallen into this trap before and that's why it's so important i believe in that fourth one to envision the leader you want to be first then go to those staff meetings Find that leader that looks like what your vision is and then start following their example. What's your what's your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, so I have been personally on that journey. I have been the person who wasn't in the room as a quality leader. And then when I got the promotion to be a regional quality head, I then became that fly on the wall that I was wondering, what are they all talking about? And so I, too, became part of the status quo, providing information and presentations, just like everybody else, I's dotted, T's crossed. And yes, it looked good, but was I not getting the results? No, I wasn't. And so I distinctly remember having a global quality meeting, going in and doing things differently. I realized I wasn't getting the results. And so then I paused and said, what kind of leader do I want to be? And what is the purpose of my leadership? And I realized I wanted people to work less and have more time to do the things they love to do with family, community, and et cetera. And when I then presented that presentation of what were my objectives for the following year, I said, why do I lead? And how will I lead differently? And how will I elevate the people to get the results? And then at the end, we only spoke about five minutes about the tactical things we were going to do. The leadership in the room said that was very nice, but you didn't spend enough time doing the tactical uh, part of the presentation. And I was devastated. But the validation was, uh, and again, regardless if this was an interim role, I was new to the role. During lunch, my colleagues sat down and said, you know what? I love what you said. We need more leaders like you who reflect on their leadership and why they lead and and do they want to lead. And that's, we need more leaders like you, not more of the same. Mm -hmm. And so I had that validation that I had a vision of what I wanted to do differently. And I was going to lead that way. It may not be popular with others, but the silent majority liked what I had to say. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because it highlights this idea. You know, when we, when we just kind of toss out there to the audience, Hey, envision the leader that you want to be. It's too easy for us to say, Oh, well, the leader I want to be is the person that accomplishes this goal and reaches this milestone. And, 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 and we, I, I think we kind of fall short-sighted in, in also evaluating how do I want to make those that I lead feel? What impact do I want to have on them as a person? What impact do I want to have on them in their life as well? Right. And so when we're, when we talk about envision the leader that you want to be and then go replicate or, or go model those that lead it, it's very important that we also evaluate those um, soft leadership skills. I hate that word, but um, the, the intangibles are the soft leadership skills, the impact we want to make on people. So I, I love that example you've because it it demonstrates the impact that you had on those that you were communicating with as well. And could I just add a little bit more to that? Um, One of the things that I realized in my leadership is what everybody was after was just results. Get the results, get Mm -hmm. the metrics, get the inventory, the service levels. And I realized that that was a roller coaster for which sometimes you get the results and sometimes you don't. And what I realized was through evaluating my leadership and I found that I was going to elevate the capability of the people, not necessarily the work, because if you support the people, they're going to get the work done. I soon realized that true leaders are in pursuit of peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And peace of mind is quite different than results, but peace of mind is when you know that you have given your people all the tools to be successful. They have the capability, confidence, and capacity to do the work as long as you've set the direction. Ultimately, you will see the results as well as the confidence in the people. And no, you could go home at night and not worry about that phone call at midnight. That's peace of mind. And the old leadership was about let's get the results each right. quarter. And if we don't, we burn the people out. Peace of mind. And so that only came from a time of reflection on what kind of leader do I want to be? No, I so love that. And, and, and again, I mean, if, if your attitude in leadership is just get the results, get the results, um, uh, you may experience some of those results. You may experience some of those wins, but I can promise you 
that is short-lived leadership. Uh, you you won't, like you said, the roller coaster, you won't get those same results uh, for very long just because you don't have the relationships, you don't have the commitment and the de- dedication from your team members to deliver those results on a consistent basis from you when you haven't, um, in addition, impacted their lives and, and built relationships and built trust and things like that. So love that. Absolutely. Um, yep. Well, you also mentioned feedback, getting feedback from those that you are leading. And man, I love this. I, but I also know that this is incredibly scary to do, right? To ask people, hey, what do you think of me? And what do you think of my leadership? And it's especially scary when we're doing it from a temporary situation, right? So I'm your leader. I've been your leader now for, I don't know, a month. And we feel like I'll be in this temporary position for another few months. The idea that I would sit down with you and say, hey, how do you think I'm doing? Man, that is really, really scary. Uh, so I'd like for you to kind of talk to that. How do, how do you manage that, uh, that, that fear of getting that feedback, especially in this temporary situation? So I love this question because it's so relevant because I'm in a a temporary role right now for which I did ask my client uh, for feedback. And one of the things they said from a strength perspective is that I come in with that high level overview, the ability to communicate, facilitate and change management. And that was the reason why I was brought in. And they say you have some minor inefficiencies in knowing the technical details of what we do, for which I was not hired for that. But this individual didn't necessarily know that. I'd like to revisit and reframe what you said about feedback being scary, because I think what we have not done is given people a framework for which feedback people say is a gift, but a positive framework for which you can action on. Mm -hmm. When we just say, how am I doing? And you hear crickets, that's nothing. Or you only expect the worst. If we can ask better place questions, and there's a theme here as a new leader and interim leader, the more questions you ask, Mm -hmm. your leadership will be recognized. So three questions. What should I continue? What should I start doing? And what should I change? And all of these are positive. So what should I continue doing is a strength. You want that feedback so you know to keep doing that. And then you might say, okay, what should I start doing? But as you explain it to the person providing feedback, it's what should I do on top of my strength that might even make myself have a higher impact. And then lastly, what should I change? And change is not good or bad, but if I don't stop doing this thing, it may detract from the strength. And then that gives the person something to think about and say, oh, you might want to stop doing this because this is our culture and this is not generally accepted. Oh, okay. And in all three situations, it is positive and actionable. And because we don't give people a framework, it becomes a scary thing because you never know what's going to come. Be the leader ask better questions to solicit feedback. Yeah, no, I love that. And and you're exactly right. If you ask kind of those vague and open-ended questions around, now you're, you're not going to, you shouldn't ask a yes or no question, but if you just, like I say, like you said, if you just ask, well, Hey, tell me how I'm doing. You're going to get these really soft platitudes, you know, this, eh, you're doing okay or whatever. You're not going to get to your point, anything actionable, you probably won't get anything specific and you may not get the truth as well, right? You, you, you may just kind of, because they know they need to be nice and yeah, you're doing fine. But these actionable um, questions that you're asking around, well, well, okay, what, 
What do you like? What should I continue to do? What am I doing that's well? And I should definitely continue to do that um, because you see results from it or whatever. And and what should I start doing that I'm not doing right now? And and uh, or or what should I change? Uh, I love those questions because you're going to get. I believe you're going to get more of the truth from those kind of questions, and certainly you're going to get um, responses that you can take action on. So I love that framework uh, and uh, using that and getting that feedback uh, as well. And I will share, I didn't create that. I actually got that from somebody who I was leading Mm -hmm. and from, it made total sense. So don't worry about where good ideas come from. They may come from the people in your care and then rinse and repeat and replicate. It's an acknowledgement of who they are. And if it serves you, please (laughs) definitely run with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and also uh, as a part of that feedback, and I think some of what, kind of makes this uh, scary or, or maybe not scary, but it, it sounds, it feels awkward is that you're meeting and probably you're meeting in a one-on-one setting with one of your team members and mm-hmm. you're in this temporary leadership position yeah. um, and you're asking for this feedback and you're asking it according to this framework that you've, you've um, put forth here, but it's, it, there's this awkwardness in, well, why you're, you're just temporary right now. Why even bother? And, and I think it's so important to just, I, just acknowledge that. Just, just say that out loud. Look, Hey, I know I'm in an interim position right now, but I want to be the best possible leader. I can be the best possible teammate I can be. So could you tell me what are some of the things I need to continue to do? All right. What are your thoughts on that? Just, just say it out loud, announce the elephant in the room and move forward with that. Um, like what should you do? Uh, what should you do? What continue to do well? Yeah. Do you feel like that's a good approach to just, just announce the elephant in the room, if you will. And let me just clarify again with you right now, or what do you do well? No, when, when you're getting feedback from that team member and you're in an interim position and you just feel like, well, I probably shouldn't even be asking these questions because I'm just temporary. Oh Yeah. But you want to you want to kind of acknowledge that to the team member and look, I know I'm temporary, but I still want to do the best job I possibly can. And then you're asking for that feedback. Yeah. So that's a mindset perspective that um, while it may be a fact that you're only temporary, however, it's all about leaving a lasting impact because Mm -hmm. you may not be there after six months. You are called in to do a very specific role. That is your mission mission, Mm -hmm. get the work done. But I think the added element that differentiates you from just being a contractor, a temporary person in that role, you do want to be memorable because while you may impact them only for two, three, six months at a time, and then maybe you are moved into a different role. Think about, again, the leader you want to be. Is it just doing the tactical work or is it to have elevated people, leave a lasting impact and be memorable because so often these things come around five, 10 years later, you may come across the people that you only had a temporary relationship, but just like I talked to you Mm -hmm. about Mike. I remember his name, Mike, has left a lasting impact on me. I remember Mm -hmm. the leader he was. I have never reconnected with him again. But because of his leadership and how he made me feel, I model that. Yeah. And that's who I am yeah. now. So temporary or not, it is just a data point in time, but be the leader that you want to be remembered for. Love that. Love that. Well, well, Deborah, I, what I, I want to maybe kind of round this off with, um, I, I believe you've given tremendous insight into I'm in an interim position. Here are some of the things that I can do to be successful in this position. Adopt that can do attitude, model good leaders that you now see, 
uh, ask for feedback and make adjustments based on that feedback and just envisioning yourself and being the leader that you want to be. Early on, you, you mentioned that this was an opportunity. Even though it's temporary, this is an opportunity. And I really want to kind of focus in now on that leader asking themselves the question, do I want to be a leader in the future? Do I want to continue to be a leader? So as I'm operating as an interim leader, what are some of the things I need to be asking myself or, or evaluating to determine, is this something I want to do on an ongoing basis? So this is a great question. I actually wrote an article on this because I find sometimes people have challenges with good decision logic. Now, when it comes to work content, we have the Eisenhower matrix is something important or urgent. It helps you to make good decisions. But when it comes to evaluating your personal situation, I don't think there's a good framework. And so then I came up with one. So there are three things. Does it serve, serve your needs? Does it serve your wants and does it serve your passion? And there are three distinct things. And I think that if you can check two out of the three, it's probably something that you want to do. So for instance, you're an interim leader. Maybe you got a temporary pay hike <laughs> and that's something that services your needs. And you say, yeah, I need that. That might be an indication. You want something of higher responsibility and compensation. If it is something you want, you want to do, then obviously that's a check the box because you've enjoyed the learning opportunity and you want to keep doing that. And you want to provide feedback to leadership, even if you're moved out for the next opportunity. I want to do that. And then ask yourself, are you passionate about? Because you can probably need it for the income. You may mm -hmm. want it because of the prestige, but is it something that really excites you? Because you can continue to do this for a couple, three years. They put you in another leadership. But if you're really not passionate about the people and the results, you're eventually going to wear yourself out. So does it serve your needs? Does it serve your wants? And are you passionate about it? That will help you define whether you want to be uh, an interim leader again or be a leader later on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that answer too, because, and again, using your words, you said this was, this interim position was an opportunity. And I love yeah. that because I would never know if I'm passionate about leadership until I've experienced it. Right. And, and mm -hmm. so now I can look at your your three questions and I can truly assess whether or not this is something that I'm passionate about. You know, in, in my story, in, in the corporate world anyway, in my story of, of uh, being a software developer, uh, I remember a transition where I became passionate about leadership uh, in software development. Initially, I wanted the company to give me a bigger problem to solve with software. And every time I solved that problem, I wanted a bigger problem and then a bigger problem until the problems got big enough that I need, I couldn't do it on my own. So I needed a team of people to do that. And that's when I got into corporate leadership. And when that's when I started recognizing I have a real passion for leading people, for coaching people, for mentoring people, for getting them to success, to solving those yes. big problems. And, but it wasn't until I had that experience that I feel like I could truly, you know, answer those questions of, is this something that I'm passionate about? Or is this something that I want to do on a continuous basis? So I think viewing this interim as that opportunity and asking yourself those three questions, super important because it is, it's a ripe opportunity to truly assess those, those, uh, those three questions. So I love that framework that you've put forth there. And by the way, there is no shame at that. if at the end of that opportunity you say to yourself, I did it, 
I was up for the challenge and I learned a few things, but I'm not passionate about it. I know I can do it if needed and called upon, but I don't want to do that. I would prefer to lead the company from a technical perspective or excellence and execution of what I do. You have learned something new about yourself where which you could be passionate in another area. Yeah. I'm so glad so. you said that because that is, that is definitely true. And in fact, not only is there no shame in not continuing if it's not something that uh, you're passionate about or enjoy doing or whatever, but I would say that it's actually shameful if you did continue to do it when you couldn't be passionate about it or it's not something that you didn't want to do because when you're put into that position, I think we all recognize if, if I'm doing something that I just despise doing, I'm not going to do a good job of it. And, you know, it's maybe somewhat acceptable as an individual contributor if I'm doing something that I don't really enjoy doing and therefore I'm not doing 100% at it. But that's not acceptable as a leader because now I'm impacting other people. Right? I'm dragging other people down if I'm doing something that I don't enjoy doing, that uh, you know I'm, I'm bringing the team down. And so I, I really appreciate you saying that. I, I think uh, – if it's, uh, if it's not something you, you want to continue, there is no shame whatsoever in just saying that, just acknowledging that and say, you know, can't wait for the new leader to come in. I'm going to go back to my old role. I'm a good team player. And, and you know, here we go. And that's all about the legacy. Again, if yeah. leadership is a pursuit that you want, and again, maybe if it's just temporary, think about the legacy and impact you made on people for that short amount of time. But to your point, if left in leadership too long for which you're not passionate, maybe you're not good at it, you are leaving a, a painful legacy mm -hmm. because it impacts so many more than just yourself. So great point. Absolutely. <laughs> Very Absolutely. valid. Yeah. Well, well Deborah, again, I, I mean, I, Clearly, you've you've got the the expertise to talk about this this interim or this temporary leadership position, and everyone's journey into leadership looks slightly different. Um, but I'm confident that uh, there's a fair number of those that get into leadership through these interim or these temporary positions. So I really feel like you've um, you've enlightened us a lot in how to succeed and how to self evaluate. Uh, in that. And I'm confident too, that there's listeners that want to continue. They, well, first of all, let me say, you've got to go and listen to the drop-in CEO podcast. Uh, but in addition to that, Deborah, uh, how would our listeners find you connect with you? How would you want them to do that? So first of all, thank you for this amazing conversation. And I love, love, love speaking to people. You know, I want to be able to better serve and lead others by having direct connections with people, understanding your situation. So the best way to connect with me first is the dropinceo.com website, dropinceo. And my playground is on LinkedIn, Deborah Coviello or the dropinceo. Please direct message me. Let's just get on the phone and just get to know each other. I love learning about your opportunities or challenges. Perhaps I can impart some insights but there on the website you can get my blog my uh, my uh, podcast as well and also learn more about my one-on-one -on -one coaching and the drop-in c-suite academy because i really really care about those aspiring leaders so you don't have to struggle as much yeah so i will definitely leave links in the show notes of this episode to that to your to your website uh, your podcast, as well as your your LinkedIn profile. I will certainly leave links to all of that in the show notes as well. But again, Deborah, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us. Um, I don't say this just for the sake of the recording. I truly mean it. Uh, we are better leaders having spent some time with you. So thank you so much for spending that time with us. Thank you again.
Well, there you have it, friend. My conversation with Deborah Coviello. I told you that you would enjoy that conversation. And if you find yourself in a temporary or interim leadership position right now, I know that you've gained a lot of wisdom, a lot of nuggets there that will help you navigate the nuances of this position. A couple of key takeaways that I took from this, you know, we talked about in this interim situation, how can you be successful? And Deborah talked about, first of all, adopting a can-do attitude, right? You, you don't necessarily know everything about leadership right now, but you're adopting this, I can do this, I can learn this as I go. Um, she talked about modeling. We talked about modeling good leaders that you see around you and, and how now that you're in the interim position, you have opportunity to be around and, and see other good leaders and you can begin to model them. I loved her comments about feedback, getting feedback and the, the formula, if you will, or the format that she uses for uh, soliciting feedback where she asks her team members, what should she continue to do? What should she start doing? And what should she change? And, and love that feedback. And then I'm so encouraged and I, I encourage you to, to be this way. Envision yourself as the leader that you want to be. Those are my key takeaways about how to be successful in this interim position. And I, I know those are valuable insights for you as well. Now, before I let you go, let me also say that you can find the links to everything that Deborah shared. You'll find links to her, uh, her LinkedIn profile, as she mentioned, Drop-In CEO, which is her website. She has a book that you can see there uh, in the show notes, and you can also uh, get a link to her um, to her podcast as well. As I mentioned earlier, she's a podcast host, so you'll see links to her podcast as well. So if you'll head over to rookieleaders.com, you'll see the show notes for this episode. This is episode number 104, so you'll find the show notes there and links to everything in, in, in order to connect with Deborah. so I encourage you to do that. And then finally, again, before I let you go, also – let us let me remind you about our leadership calculator. Be sure you take advantage of this free tool for measuring your leadership. What gets measured gets improved. And I believe you're here and you're listening to this podcast because you want to improve your leadership. And in doing so, the first thing you need to do is measure your leadership. So I encourage you to take advantage of that. Head over to credibleleaders.com forward slash calculator. Credibleleaders.com forward slash calculator. And you can take advantage of our free calculator tool there. Now, until we speak again, know that I love you because that's what leaders do. And I want you to be blessed and lead well. This episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast has ended, but never fear. You can find other binge-worthy podcasts and episodes at rookieleaders.com. If you like this episode, please rate and write a review in iTunes. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. And remember to share this episode with your friends and colleagues looking for leadership lessons of their own. We appreciate your support. For more great leadership content, head over to credibleleaders.com. Odds are, if you're hearing my voice right now, you are a leader who has questions or feels like this. I was new to leadership. You're just hoping to show them the, the right path and right. hope they catch on intentional saying, hey, this is the path we're taking. As a new leader, not having people work for me, how do you go about hiring people, finding right. that right team member? How do we have everybody want to be on this team because the goal that we're going for helps them, helps the company, helps everybody. Yes, this podcast is here to help with that. 
I share with you everything I can to help you grow into a leader everyone loves and wants to follow. But let's face it, it will take me years to share with you my 29 plus years of leadership experience via a weekly podcast episode. So if you're really serious about improving your leadership faster to positively impact business results and the lives of those you lead, I invite you to consider the Leadership Accelerator. This is the 30-day challenge I've created to teach leaders like you the principles guaranteed to improve your leadership effectiveness in just 30 days. Leaders are watching their leadership improve with every action taken in the 30-day challenge. I would even include my confidence level, even just having simple conversations with people. I don't feel the edginess of trying to have a difficult conversation. Leaders are fast-tracking their leadership growth. I feel like I gained five years worth of experience just because I've gained five years worth of knowledge. Over the course of 30 days, you'll get deep, hands-on, and step-by-step -step coaching from me on every element of our leadership equation. It's the mathematical science behind measuring your leadership. You have a predictable, measurable way of looking at leadership, that a different way that I've seen people describe it. While the Leadership Accelerator is a self-paced online course, you will also receive multiple opportunities to ask me directly your specific leadership questions. So if you're ready to commit to improving your leadership, head over to credibleleaders.com forward slash accelerator right now. And if you're still on the fence, you absolutely have to do it. The word is acceleration. It'll accelerate your knowledge, your experience, your confidence. What are you waiting for? Once again, head over to credibleleaders.com forward slash accelerator and sign up. I can't wait to meet you in the program. And remember, I love you because that's what leaders do. And I want you to be blessed and lead well.